welcome to The Caring Advisor. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, The Caring Advisor, and this podcast is for those who long to experience financial happiness God's way. I'm a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance. Ten years ago, I left private practice to write books because I want all of us, not just those who sat at my desk, to develop an increasingly wonderful and holy relationship with money. Today, I want to speak with you about six very surprising attributes of generous givers. You know, over the course of 25 years in financial services, even as I myself was learning the sacred mysteries of a giving lifestyle, I had the rare privilege to observe at close, unfiltered range the six attributes of generous givers. Now, these generous givers were regular people of all income levels. Their lives were not free of problems, but they were plugged into some kind of an inner spring of perpetual wellness that was rooted deep and not dependent on shifting circumstances. It was as if wellness flowed freely from their core in a a dynamic kind of fashion. And it seemed to sweep away worry and financial concerns, even on those occasions when, as a professional, I noted obvious cause for worry and concern. But their pattern seemed kind of undeniable that even a former non-giver or a low-giver who later decided, and I mean sometimes late in life, to become a generous giver, seemed to experience a dramatic upward shift in temperament, outlook, and overall sense of wellness. Now, at the time, it amazed me. I really longed to experience this inner wellness myself. So let me share these with you. The generous givers that I watched became more confident, peaceful, cheerful, faith-driven, interesting, and connected to others. Let me tell you a little bit more about each of those attributes. So givers grew more confident. Those who became generous givers exuded a new air of confidence, and I observed this in givers at every financial level, rich, poor, and middle class. And I think it's because Generous giving generated an esteem-building sense of power, capability, and affluence. Now, this caught my attention because mathematically, when one gives more, one keeps less. Yet, generous givers exuded unmistakable new confidence in their life circumstances and in their ability to manage it. Givers grew more peaceful. We know financial anxiety is a common malady, and it's surprisingly that way even among the wealthy. And as a professional, it was frustrating to me when certain clients with sizable financial assets just could not feel safe, and they would struggle to relax or enjoy family time. Even vacations tended to be put off or compromised by business. So they were accomplished really in two activities, working or fretting. Financial worry we know is costly. It ruins your sleep, it hijacks your joy, and it makes your family relationships empty. But 
once these non-givers became generous givers, they seemed to relax. A new trust caressed that anxious place within. Until they learned to give generously from their bounty, these dear and precious clients had never felt safe. But somehow, the sacred act of giving created a peaceful, trusting heart and mind. Giving is Rx for the anxious financial soul. Givers seemed more secure, more sure of the future, less uncertain about outcomes, less dependent on shifting financial circumstances, and more plugged in to that unexplainable spring of hope. Third, Givers grew more cheerful. What? Being in a good mood is a result of giving? I had only been on the lookout as a financial advisor for financial ramifications of their giving. I was certainly not expecting to see a change of a client's temperament. But I repeatedly witnessed, and sometimes in near disbelief, a formerly negative, pessimistic, perennially dismal client gradually but radically morph into a financially cheerful type. Those who dared dip financial toes into the water of generous giving had good reason for their new cheer. By giving, they were fitting snugly into God's strong, heavenly economy and no longer dependent on the world's shaky economy. They had good reason to look forward to many blessings in store for them. Oh, they were aware there might be some heavenly pruning and discipline ahead, but they were optimistically expectant about what God would ultimately do in their financial lives now that he was the one in charge. The fourth attribute I noticed is that givers grew more interesting. Talk about a surprise. Sure, when we give, we become holier, but more interesting But the answer I learned is a wholehearted yes. Jesus taught us in Luke 6.45 that our mouth speaks from the overflow of our heart, right? We tend to talk about, think about, ask about, and give our time to whatever is on our heart. Well, when our hearts are primarily invested in ourselves, our conversation follows. And we realize with dismay that other people do not find us so very interesting as we do. But friends, generous givers are naturally interested in the outcomes of their giving. When we invest in something outside ourselves, our thoughts, dreams, and conversation becomes far more interesting. For example, think of the recipient of your generous gift and whatever popular ministry has captured your attention. You've written them a check. And now you'll find yourself increasingly emotionally invested in its fullness and success. You'll talk about that children's ministry and think about children's ministry. Effortlessly, you'll want to give more of yourself to make it all it can be. Jesus explained it this way, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's just plain fun to be around givers. They're interesting to be with. They seem kind of lit from within with a purpose and a passion outside of themselves. Givers also grew more faith-driven. Now, my clientele represented every faith level imaginable, from atheistic to those in full-time ministry. But no matter where they began, at the 
low giving end or the no giving end, after they began to give generously, there was a positive, unmistakably upward tilt to their faith walk. Giving somehow joined their hearts to the heart of God. With one shared heart, they began to see their lives through his holy perspective. And lastly, givers grew more connected. Those who began to give generously became significantly more connected to others, to their church or ministry. Fellow givers within a church or ministry initiative became newfound friends. Close connections and newly formed alliances made a wonderful impact on their emotional wellness. Generous giving ushered in new relationships, fresh opportunities, and interesting connections of all kinds, including social, faith, and even business-related. Former loneliness was transformed into a new fullness of life. Could giving be a cure for loneliness? Maybe. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be notified immediately when a new episode airs. And I do hope you will tell your family and at least five of your friends. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com. Reach out to me with your thoughts, your worries, your frustrations, your triumphs, and your testimonies. I'll celebrate your financial testimony in our podcast. Maybe you have a question. I'll answer your question or direct you to one who can. And I'll help you create a decision grid so you can make the very best decision on your own. Maybe you need prayer. I pray for my listeners daily with real prayer that reaches to the heavens from a sincere intercessor. Or maybe you just need a friend. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com. Bye-bye. Thank you to my audio engineer, Tyler Harrison, for your wonderful work. Thank you.